1: It's 708 at News Talk, WSB, 39 degrees still outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, here to help you be more successful, however you want to define success. If you want more vegetables, if you want less vegetables, if you want more trees or less trees, if you want more grass or less grass, either way, I can guide you in that way. Organic recommendations, great. We'll do that right here. If you don't mind using a chemical, I'll tell you how to do that as well. All you have to do is call me. That's easy enough. I'm a nice guy. I don't bite. Ashley Frasca, I call Serena. she doesn't bite either. But her number is 404-872-0750. That's the number that Joe in Jackson, Georgia, dialed just a few minutes ago. Joe, welcome to Lawn and Garden. Hi, good morning. Morning. Hi, how can uh, I help?
2: I've got about eight acres of uh, cane growing. Bamboo. Well, it's not bamboo. I oh.
1: know it, but nobody right. will
2: buy this. Some of it sixty feet tall and big around John.
1: That my friend sounds like bamboo to me, but go well, ahead. It
2: might be bamboo, but it looks like what they came making bowls out of. Yeah, it's bamboo. Either way, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. How
1: do you control it or get rid of it? Ooh Ooh, Joe, how many acres do you have of this stuff? About eight. Where did he get started?
2: I don't know. When my dad bought the place, it was already growing there and know. It hadn't wow.
1: anywhere. That's thirty years ago. Right. Yeah. When, how big was the patch when your dad bought it? Ah,
2: uh, it was probably an acre or two acres. And he covered. You know, he somebody told him no sign, no plant.
1: Right, right. He
2: covered. He come through whatever. He covered
1: the ground. Man, oh he man. Got
2: too.
1: old and it took off. It took off, <laughs> right? If it's forty feet tall with the stem as big as your arm, that's got to be bamboo and okay. you know, it looks like fishing cane, sure, but fishing cane is a real small, narrow bamboo and they're big timber bamboo species that get huge, big, tall, big as your arm, 40 feet tall, bamboo, there you go. Yeah. Um, and Joe, it is tough. I mean, tough. You got acres that you got to take care of. Oh man, friend. If it was a homeowner here in Atlanta, all right, somebody here in Atlanta, they got a neighbor, has got some bamboo in their backyard, it's creeping over into the homeowner's yard under the fence. I would tell them pretty much what the folks told your dad which was to keep the sunlight off the leaves chop it down mow it down don't let any sunlight get to the leaves and that starves the plant easy enough when you just got a little patch in the backyard joe's got acres and acres of it quite honestly bulldozers bobcats and big machinery is what it's going to take I mean, you're not going to be able to spray something on it and say, okay, all the bamboo's gone now, it's out of here, I don't have to worry about it, put the cows out there. It's not going to work that way. It is a tough, tough plant to control.
2: Yeah, somebody said yeah, you have to cut it off, let it come up in a shoot, and then you spray the new
1: shoot. Yeah, but that's, that's going to, that's, if you do that for three or four years running, that'll work. Do you have three or four years to work on this, Joe? Um, I don't
2: want to work, work on it three
1: or four years. Yeah, that's that's, that's why the, the bulldozer bobcat option is about all I can suggest to you because what you're okay. going to try to do is just get all the roots out of there so that the roots cannot not re-sprout again. When you spray stuff on the sprouts that come up, um, they'll, the chemical roundup or brush be gone or one of those things will go back into the stem down the root a foot maybe but not all the way down that 20 30 foot long route and that's what you have is 30 foot long roots and they can sprout from any point along that route and that's going to be the misery of your life trying to get rid of it all I think mechanical means is about all you have in front of you Joe
2: all right I appreciate it all
1: right man drive safety friend you bamboo 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 not a friend to the gardener or in this case to the landowner and Jackson, Georgia. Wow. Acres of bamboo trying to control that. That's going to be a tough row to hoe. Jan is in Milledgeville. Jan joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jan. Good morning.
3: Good morning. Um, my question is we have a package of wildflower seeds. Oh, and I'm wondering if it, is, it seems like this would be a good time here in Milledgeville to um, get them into the ground. And I guess just a brief question about. How to do that? Just yeah. broadcast them into our area that we've got planted or set up or what do you think?
1: Usually raking first makes a lot of sense because you get you want the seeds, some of them are pretty tiny in there. If there's a mixture of wildflower, you got lots of big seeds, little seeds and different things in. So roughening the soil might be the way to describe it. You roughen the soil first. And gosh, if there's any way, Jan, for you to get rid of any weeds in that area before you plant the seeds, you'll be way ahead of the game because wildflowers and weeds don't coexist very well the weeds many times are more aggressive they cover wildflowers up before they really have a chance to bloom so you got to keep an eye on the weed population be able to identify which plants in this little patch are the weeds and which plants are the wildflowers So that's why getting the weeds out first before the wildflowers even planted helps you to sort of figure out which is which we've done that yep, good got all right. all good prepared. good 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 so get out there with the rakes Scatter the seeds Pat them down with your hands or the backside of a hoe Or a shovel or something sort of pat the soil into place over the seed And uh, middle of April You'll see lots of little green sprouts Of different sized plants out there And hopefully if these are spring flowering Or summer flowering wildflowers You'll have some flowers to enjoy
3: oh, But this is we can do it at this time of year now
1: uh, It's warm enough in Milledgeville I think you can If you it were is. calling me from Gainesville I might not say so But Milledgeville, you're warm You're south of here, so I think so
3: so just broadcast them over the area and kind of um, pan, pound them down into the soil somewhat. Too.
1: Pat them in, not pound them, pat them. Pat. <laughs> use a different word. That. I don't want you to use a hammer or anything, Jan. The <laughs> backside of a shovel is fine to get them in contact with the soil.
3: Good. All right. That sounds good. All I'm right. looking forward to doing that. Thank enjoy,
1: you. enjoy, enjoy, Jan. It's a lot of fun to see them come out there. Thanks for calling. one of the things I've learned though about wildflowers is that uh, you have in your mind this image of a wildflower meadow it never takes any maintenance and it blooms every year it's got flowers all the time and things like that that is not the case you got to do maintenance on wildflowers and the biggest thing you have to do is learn which weeds are there there's going to be surely some that come up after you plant the wildflowers get out there and every uh, couple of weeks pull weeds make sure they don't come ahead ahead of you because they will take those wildflowers over and pretty soon you just got a mess out there that has a few flowers in it at all. Think about maintenance of the wildflower bed before you plant, and you'll enjoy it for, for at least a little while. Russell is out in Gwinnett County, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Russell. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How you doing?
1: Doing All right. What's up?
0: Hey, I have a, about an acre of Bermuda grass, yeah. and I want to know if I should start um when should, when should I start irrigation and is it good to overseed it? Because I want my grass to look green and full right now it's about
1: two years old you want that yard of the month sign is what you want you want everybody to say Russell wow look at that all that's nice um all right let's go one two three you don't need to irrigate Bermuda grass until it is dry and by dry I mean it hadn't rained in two weeks grasses, and keep this rule in mind, this is something a lot of lawn owners don't really understand or know, Russell, but grasses in general, Bermuda grass, fescue grass, zoysia grass, it doesn't matter which grass you're talking about, grasses in general love to dry out between being watered. Usually one time a week is all you need to do, and even that, only when it's real dry, and usually July or August, something like that. Don't don't irrigate every day starting in early April. That is not what that Bermuda wants. You'll get diseases. you get all sorts of problems from overwatering and making the roots soggy and things of that nature. And there's one tip. That was my most valuable tip to you this morning, Russell. Don't overwater Bermuda grass. Uh, second thing is when to fertilize it. And the answer there is pretty easy to understand. is When it starts getting green, wait till it's at least 50%, preferably 80% green. That would be about the time when Bermuda can start taking fertilizer up. When it's brown right now, I know there's some green in there. But it's not 50 percent certainly, but right now it really can't take fertilizer up. There's no real need to fertilize, and you waste your money and you know the fertilizers going into the sewer and going down on the street and things like that. So don't fertilize too early. Well, so what else do you need to know then?
0: So um, so right now is it a good time to start um, um taking care of the weeds that starting to grow up that's yeah. fertilized during the winter, so nothing grows before the grass. Yeah.
1: I see some clovers and a whole bunch of wild grass growing. Yeah, if you uh, see weeds, yeah, now's the time to take care of it. Uh, the clover and stuff like that, you can usually use one of the, what are called, broadleaf weed killers, and there's many different, the weed be gone, of course, and the weed beater that Pike sells, and there's two or three others that kill broadleaf weeds. And then for grassy things, that's probably annual bluegrass, and can you do much about it right now. Not much, it's going to die in May anyway. <laughs> so learn, Russell, go on my website. Go to WalterReeves.com. The very first page on my website, the feature article, is how to choose and time the chemicals that prevent weed seeds from coming up. It's called a pre-emergent. And so that first article about how to time and use pre-emergence might be real useful for you because that's how you, the, how you prevent the annual bluegrass from coming up each year. Okay, and
0: um, I have a quick question. I have, like, some... I don't know if it's mossy. Yeah. It's like I can see it through the grass. Yeah or on the dirt. Like how do I take care of that?
1: Usually you figure out how what environment there makes the moss happy. Moss it's, loves it's, shade, it loves hot it loves on wet soil. It loves um in clay soils that stay damp most of the time. So you and, fix and one of those.
0: And that's where it usually is yeah. the shady part where my house is blocking the sun Yeah, mossy. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, and is is moist over there.
1: Sure. So. And so Bermuda grass can't grow in that kind of environment. It's too soggy. It's too hard. Not enough sun to make the Bermuda happy. So honestly, a lot of times putting mulch down, putting pine straw or pine chips or planting plants that like to grow in the shade makes more sense than ever trying to grow grass. If you don't have sunshine, for at least five or six hours in the day, don't, don't beat your head against the wall, Russell. Come on. Uh, put something there that likes being in the shade. That's the best thing you can do. Just learn where the grass likes to be, culture it appropriately, and where grass doesn't like to grow, do something else. It's 718 at Newstalk WSB. We'll be back to more lawn and garden after this. This
0: is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and garden advice you need. When I wake up in the morning, love
1: And the sunlight hurts my eyes without And a quick weather update okay, brought to you by Ackerman Security today. Nice outside mind. today. 62 degrees today. Overnight low around 35, we think. And tomorrow, about the same. 62 and 34 degrees overnight. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Well, we have a crazy person on the line right here from, from Dawsonville. Zach joins us. Zach, what do you want to do? Uh... I'll... I
2: want my bamboo to spread a little bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't take any warning from the dude I just talked to who was eight well, acres of can't-control bamboo, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was, well, I would have called him, but I, I was already on the line with you. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I've i got a pond, and I've, there's a hill right behind it, yeah. and I live on uh, the ponds in a valley, obviously and I'm on the opposite side of the other hill going up, and yeah. uh, I can see my neighbor across in the wintertime, and I really want to have a, a, a privacy yeah. thing, but but they live like 40, 50 feet up on the hill. It. So it's the bamboo, I have bamboo already, and some of it's um, five, six inches in diameter, about 50, 50, 50 feet.
1: Yeah. Wait, you break it up there, Zach. Go ahead and tell me again. Zach, bless his heart, has gone out of range here, so we have missed that. But I'll give you the advice that I'm going to give to Zach if I come back to him here on the phone line. Bottom line, bamboo does not need any encouragement. What it needs is discouragement. So if Zach is going to be a good neighbor to these friends across the way that he can see, the best thing he can do is to install a barrier before he really starts making the bamboo do anything. And barriers don't have to be terribly deep, but they need to be impermeable. And an impermeable impermeable barrier might be made out of real thick rubber. There are places over in Alabama that sell bamboo barriers. That's what they call it, bamboo barrier. It's thick rubber, and it's uh, about, I think it's two and a half feet wide. The roll is two and a half feet wide, like 100,000 foot rolls of this stuff. And so before he plants the bamboo, before he makes it want to go up the hill or toward the neighbors, Putting a bamboo barrier in the ground will keep the roots from being able to spread because that's, you remember I told you that earlier, that's how bamboo spreads, by roots, by those long, extending roots. And so if he puts the barrier in the ground, drops it in about two and a half feet deep with a little bit above ground so you can see when the roots go over it and hopefully some cleared area on either side of the barrier so you know if it's leaves and you know things that accumulate on top of the barrier that he can clean those off. That's the best thing to do, but as far as fertilizing bamboo, I would never do that, simply because I just think it's way too uncontrollable just left to its own devices and giving it fertilizer and things like that. Who knows where it's going to come up, middle of the lake. That's what Zach said he had, he had a lake out there. But be cautious. If you plant bamboo, I'm not going to condemn anybody from planting bamboo, kudzu, poison ivy, this is a free country. Do what you want to do. But I will warn you about the things that happen, and we had a complete good warning from Joe earlier this morning. When you plant bamboo, watch out. In three, four, five, ten 10 years, it can be a real menace and something you have to spend thousands of dollars to get equipment to come in and take, get rid of. And Zach, maybe he's going to, to stay in his house, but five years from now, who knows? Zach may decide he wants to move away, move to the city, move to some other city, other place in the country, and whoever buys his property then has to spend thousands of dollars, and then the bamboo becomes a liability. Then somebody has to pay money or has to decrease the sales price of his property because of the bamboo on it. It's not something that I would consider an advantage to most places in the city or in the state, either one. Think about that, Zach. Think about that. It's 728 at News Talk WSB, this is Lawn and Garden. Our phone number is 404-872-0750. Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens is with us this morning. We'll have some things to give away, and we'll talk to her a little bit further after news.
0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 955 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your Lawn and Garden questions at 404-872-0750 or one 800 wsb Talk.
1: And now, here's Walter. It's 7:35 on a Saturday morning, 38 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful in your landscape, in your lawn, inside the house, wherever you are gardening, wherever you have a plant, or wherever you have a bug. If you don't like the insects in your house or outside of your house, I can help you, too, to control those as well. Our number is 404-872-0750. We'll get to calls in just a minute, but first I need to welcome my guest, Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens is here this morning. Good welcome. morning, Walter.
4: It's great morning, to be here. Good morning,
1: Patricia. Good to see you as well. See you. Frequently or infrequently Now that we don't do television Down right. at Callaway Gardens We don't see as much As we used to Of each other But the big thing Is always going on Always thinking about the Callaway Gardens Is the spring gardening school And that's what We want to talk about Absolutely
4: today. So uh, March the 23rd That's a Friday And then we have A couple of workshops On the 24th Erica Glazner Who's yep, your co-a- co-author And yeah. some of your books And uh, that's going to be On the 24th She's going to do A garden design oh, yeah, uh, Workshop great. that day So we have A couple of giveaways That we'll do for these All right.
1: So we'll have tickets Tickets for people to go right. to the Garden School. That we give away a little bit later this morning once we decide how we're going to choose who wins these tickets to Correct. the Garden School. Mm-hmm. So again, the dates are?
4: Uh, March the 23rd and March the 24th.
1: Okay, we have the big plant sale as well down there? It's the
4: 23rd through the 25th.
1: Right, that's great because they fill the whole, what do we call that, the tent? The well, dome, we're the... moving
4: it. We will have a oh. tent, yes, because it's going to be by the Discovery Center this okay. time.
1: It's a big mm-hmm. deal down there, lots of new Plants and just stuff from the vendors in yeah. that side, of the western side of Georgia that come right. in that we don't see often enough here in Atlanta. But the azalea people and the other folks that come in are really fun to talk to. The vegetables, a lot of vegetables right. will be there we, as well.
4: Uh, we have herb, herb Vendor and, of course, uh, um, Ernest Kuhn with the native the azaleas.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, What's going on in, in West Georgia? What's going on at Callaway Gardens? What things do we have? Still well, have it's
4: springtime. The spring the azaleas
1: will be blooming <laughs> real soon. And they are soon. beginning
4: to bloom now. We have magnolias, quince. Uh, I heard you talking about what's in your yard. Yeah. Uh, the Japanese paper bush. Yep. Uh, the Daphne's pretty much uh, finished. But uh, the hellebores are blooming. Camellias are still in bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the forsythia is just about finished. But it's been so far a great spring. Walter, you cannot let it
1: freeze. <laughs> 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 all right, that's
4: your job, Walter. <laughs> that's the
1: biggest thing. That Callaway Gardens fears is a freeze that kind of freezes the flowers off. Last of year, Zavis. just devastated.
4: us what they say.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fingers crossed. That's all. Right. That's the best I can do for you. <laughs> okay. Just fingers crossed for the freeze and the Callaway Gardens. And you know, many times freezes come in Atlanta, but it don't come down that far in uh, West Georgia. And so we'll just wait and see what the forecast is. Mother
4: Nature should smile this year.
1: On you, anyway. On
4: everyone, sure.
1: (laughs) We hope so. Well, I'm keeping my eye on it. Kirk Mellis is keeping his eye on it right now. The models say maybe, and by the middle to the end of the week, we'll know whether it's coming or not. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yes, absolutely. Let's go to the phones, Patricia. Let's do and I answer some questions. Henry is in East Cobb County and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Henry. Good morning.
5: Uh, good morning to you, Walter. And hey, everybody brother. There, and I, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, yes, what I've got, uh, Walter, is a row of mature Buford hollies. Right. They're they're about thirty five, maybe even forty years old. Yeah. And they're about at least fifteen, eighteen to twenty, twenty seven feet in height and big around in girth. Uh and they're really pretty. But they've just gotten too big and uh actually they need to me looking at them, uh need to be cut just about in half far as height. And of course shaped uh up in uh a nice shape, pear shape or something. And I just Uh, need for you give me some advice on maybe when's the best time of of year to do that uh, if you have any suggestions Henry let me
1: ask Patricia Collins because around Mr. Cason's Vegetable Garden Callaway Gardens there are these enormous Burford hollies down there have they ever been pruned Patricia?
4: We did did prune them some we just got like the hedge you know electric hedge clippers because it's so huge Uh, but when you do that then you have to keep doing that. Yeah, they and keep sprouting back out again. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, you know, a little bit. Well, you can go in and prune. Now you can, you know, really what they call hat racking, prune them way back. Yeah. I've I've personally never seen that really successful. I and, have. Oh, oh man. Good. Oh well, yeah. Good.
1: Oh, my friend Cynthia had a one at the corner of her house. It was eight feet tall. We took it down to ooh, twelve to eighteen inches mm-hmm. tall, and it became a nice rounded shrub within two years there.
4: Good. So, oh, it good.
1: All right. so, Henry, so you want a half the size of these uh, Burford hollies, and yeah. they're 15 maybe now, and you want to take them down to probably 7 or 8.
5: Uh, well, I want to take them down, we'll say, about 10 feet. Okay. Uh, if that's possible. I just don't want to get some tree people out here. I'm not going <laughs> to be able to do it myself all right. before I cut somebody loose with a bunch of, uh, I hate to say this, chainsaws, yeah, with all yeah. due respect. Uh, but, yeah, they need to... Uh... and height come down about half and of course be shaped up very nice.
1: And you notice, that Patricia said a moment ago that when they did the pruning on the Burford hollies, they come back, they sprout back, they oh, grow yes again. Sir. So, Henry, you've got to dedicate yourself every year to shaping them some so they don't get ahead of you up to the 15-foot height right, again. Right,
5: right. I understand. I, I, have, I maintain a very good landscape yard right. home over here in East Cobb, and I understand exactly. I uh, <clears throat> would like to say if this much of a cut and I had nothing to do with them as far as their age and keeping them up uh, to this point. And if that's the, if I'm they're I'm
1: healthy plants, Henry, there's not any reason I can say not to cut them back. And this is probably the most productive time to do severe pruning on shrubs because it's warming up just a little bit. It may get cold this weekend, sure, but it's March and it's going to be April soon and May after that. And for any shrub, that sounds like, let's grow, let's make leaves, let's do some recovery here from whatever damage your chainsaw crew does. So, Henry, I don't see for any reason you should not do that. Just keeping in mind, that you're going to have to keep up the shaping and right. everything over right. the years. Right,
5: And like I say, I'm holding off on my cabeliers there just now, and I'm, I'm kind of like your guest there from Callaway. that. Yeah, hopefully it won't freeze. I've had some pretty uh, coarse camellias come on out. Yeah. And uh, from what you've said and everything, you want to prune them after they get to sure. blooming. Sure.
1: After they finish blooming, get the camellias. But, yeah, uh, if, I just uh, didn't
5: want to kill these hollies before I asked somebody out here to... Uh, you know, uh, cut them and, and shape them up for me.
1: Henry, there are about six people out there listening to the show right now who are doubled over in laughter thinking, kill Hollies? Kill Burford Hollies? Is he nuts? <laughs> you never kill Burford Hollies. They always are going to come back up, either from root sprouts or from the main you know, limbs like you're describing here, so yours will come back. But you can treat those, you can do bad things to Burford Hollies any way from Sunday. You're not going to kill them. I guarantee that you are not going to kill those Burford Hollies. Steve comes to us with a question about gardening. Hey, Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, Mr. Walton? Doing all right, Steve. What's going on? Well, uh,
2: you know, if you ask me about my profession, I look on footwear, if I can tell you anything you want to know. But when it came to gardening, yeah. I'm just a dummy.
1: All right.
2: So I thought I would call the professional. Not for yard,
0: I had the grass up there, and I had the company comes out and treats, it. they do a great job. But my island's up there. You know, or my shrubs and stuff like. Yeah, I've been in the house for about nineteen years, and it's it's just you know, I try to keep the boxwood shaped. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's so bland and just <laughs> you know I'm just tired of it. So, all what I really want to do is just wipe the slate clean, clean it all out, yeah, and go back in with something. But I don't know how to make it look you know popping colorful. Yeah. So this like is a
1: time to do it, Steve, and frankly. This is a time of year when you can go around and copy other people's landscapes so nicely because you, if you take the time, maybe have somebody drive the car while you have a camera, a you know, phone camera in your, in your pocket, and just go around the neighborhood, go around within five miles of your house, and you'll see five or ten landscapes. You'll say, wow, that looks really good. That has some really color to it. That has some nice shrubbery size and shapes to it. It doesn't matter if you know what they are or not because what you're going to do is then take them to a nursery near you and say on maybe Tuesday morning when nobody's real busy and say, what is this? Can I plant it in my yard? Maybe take some pictures of your yard say, can I plant Mm -hmm. this in my yard? And they'll say, oh, yeah, you sure you can. And most nurseries, if you get to them when they're not busy, will do a real quick back of the notebook plan for you and say, well, you need a bed right here with some perennials and right here would be nice to have some roses and right here would be good to have a nice uh, Japanese maple. And... So that's how you do it. Copy other people's success. Don't try to look in magazines that talk about how to garden in California or how to garden in in, uh, Connecticut. Go copy what people are doing in Georgia, right near you. That's how you get the best ideas. Okay.
2: Sounds great. And now these boxwoods that I got that are five foot tall and kind of covering up the house.
1: Yeah.
2: If I want those gone, I mean, you know, that's okay, right? I'm like, Yeah. Okay. It was my yard.
1: They're not going to come back like Burford Holly. If that's what you're worried about, they're not that's going to sprout I, nine times. No. Okay,
2: that's what I needed to
1: know. Steve, awesome. I got I got one more solution. Yes, sir. You just heard my my friend Patricia here from Callaway Gardens, and they're having in March the 23rd and 24th a garden design school taught by my good friend, talented garden designer Erica Glazner. If you can tear yourself away. You might think uh, about coming down on Callaway. the
4: 24th. She's doing that on the on the Saturday. The 24th is, uh, I think, 10. Let me see what what's the time. Uh, 10 to 2:30. Uh, so she's gonna. I mean, she's gonna. You great. It's one on one type yeah, thing. There right. It's not gonna be a huge class. So uh, okay, you can ask That's questions and that sort of thing. Is that something I need to call ahead and a registration? Yeah, yes, you please
1: Do please. I uh-huh. gotta have a lunch for you, stuff like that. So they need to know how many. We're going to give away
4: a, a, a registration for that. So listen and be whatever caller we say.
1: Yeah, Steve, stick around, and we'll see if we can give you an opportunity to win one of these prizes and come down there and learn about landscape design from one of the experts in Georgia. Hey, today may be my lucky day. Huh? You never know, <laughs> Steve. All right, man. Thank you So much for your help. For your help, Mr. Walker. Thank you, Steve, for calling. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. We got Daryl on the line from Tequila. Hey, Daryl. Good morning. Good
2: morning, Walter. How are
1: you? I'm doing great. Daryl, how are you?
2: Fine, sir. First time caller, long time listener, but mm-hmm. I got a question about some Georgia grass. Yes, sir. When's the best time to core aerate it and what's the best time to fertilize it?
1: When you go out and look in your front yard and say, that stuff looks like it's almost fully green, not any time before. Any grass that's brown like it is mostly right now can't take up fertilizer so you wait till it's 80 or maybe 90% green and then Daryl go out there and get the fertilizer spread it out do get the aerator rented and rent the you know put the holes in the ground too both of those things can be done when it's just about fully greened up okay See how That's easy that great. was, Daryl? You can call me anytime you want to. That's an easy conversation to do. And because, yeah. I, because you're my friend, Daryl, I'll tell you one more thing. If you go uh-huh. to my website, go to walterreeves.com and type in the search line just one word, calendars. Calendars, plural word, calendars. I have a list of all the different grasses you might be growing in Georgia, centipedes, zoysia. Bermuda, Fescue, St. Augustine with a calendar of what you do to it each month of the year and how to do it how, many, how, how tall to mow it and how much line to put down and this sort of thing and you might click on that calendar and print it out and nail it up to the side of the garage so you have a little thing to know what to do to you Zoysia afterwards
2: Thank you very much
1: It is my pleasure to be of service, Darrell Thanks for calling, man. We'll see you soon It's 748. We'll be back after this
0: this is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need.
2: Should you make no good blooming, that's all empty and I don't care. So my be down by the river. She to come up soon
1: for and here's a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. If you like the weather today, you'll like it tomorrow, too, because it's going to be about the same. High around 62 degrees today, low overnight around 35. We think tomorrow high around 62 or 63, and the low around 33 or 34. Pretty much the same thing both days. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We have... Not strangers, but friends bringing gifts this morning. Patricia Collins from Callaway Gardens is here this morning with us to give away two things. We have two things here. One is a ticket to the Garden School, which is Friday, March the 23rd. 23rd. And then we have a ticket to see Erica Glazer and take her class on landscape design on Saturday Saturday the 24th.
4: That's correct.
1: I'll just give the people the choice of which one they would like. Check your calendar first to see if you're free on March the 23rd or March the 24th. All right, first thing first. Then... We'll decide on who wins. Who wins this go to our prize line? Let's go to the fourth caller, Ashley. To the fourth caller to our prize line, can choose whichever one of those wants they want the twenty-third or the twenty-fourth. Our prize line is four oh four seven four one zero seven fifty. 750 If you are the fourth caller, you can decide whether you want to get either the garden school or the landscape design class. Got it? All right, good. You know, I only have about a minute here. I don't want to take a call. But I will remind everybody, if you go to com, one of the most important educational and fun things you can get, is our email newsletter it comes out every other Thursday and every issue has something interesting that people have sent me pictures of they <clears throat> want me to solve their problems <laughs> so I see these pictures of torn apart arborvitaes what do you do when your arborvitae has been mashed down by the snow what do you do if you have a maple tree that the limbs are too low you can't get under to mow can you limb can you take those limbs off and make the maple tree grow any taller well I have a little bit to say about that whether it makes a tree taller or not Another one I got a Japanese maple, you would not believe the damage to this, a limb fell on it. Japanese maple, it was pretty much devastated, Patricia, it was just smashed to the ground. And so I asked my friend Norm Midleiter, the Japanese maple expert, what would you do? And he said, well, if you got time, we can make this into the prettiest Japanese maple you've ever seen once again. And so Norm gives a bunch of suggestions on how to get a Japanese maple to recover from devastating damage to it you also get the garden calendar of course events that are happening in the atlanta garden world and an article usually by me on something that i think is everybody ought to know like how to choose a pre-emergent for your lawn how to keep the weed seeds from coming up all this is free it comes to you by email every other thursday and the way to get it go to my website walterries.com upper right hand corner it says subscribe to newsletter you click on that we go to Get your, what, I think you need your zip code and your email address, and that's all all we need. WSB will send it out to you every other Thursday, and you'll get this email newsletter. And if you don't like it, just think it's horrible, then unsubscribe. It's easy to do. It's 758 News Talk WSB. Our number is 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news.